You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. That's right. It is tech fan number 194. All the boys are back in town. David, hello. Hello. And Owen. La 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 la. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we got all three of us back on uh, tech fan. Feels good. And of course, next week I won't be able to do the show. Ah, oh, I'll come. I are will. You yeah, I'll be in LA next uh, Friday. Is it NAB you're at? Yes. In fact, um, yeah. I love that show. Well, I it's it's a industry only show, so you have to be a member to be able to attend. Um, and because Owen was actually thinking about coming down, David. Yeah. But he's not an NAB yeah. member, so he can't get a badge. I used to be an NAB member, not anymore. And it's not exp- and not inexpensive to join too. It's kind of pricey. Yeah. Well, when we did, when I was with Pac Bell and we were doing all that video services stuff, we were NAB. Yep. We were, we were a leading member. So this is obviously for um, OWC that I'll be there. In fact, uh, I leave Tuesday. I'm in Orlando for an educational tech show. And I go from Orlando to LA on Thursday and then wow. LA to Detroit on Saturday. Doesn't that sound like fun? Wow. Oh, I remember hilarious. my days. I remember my days of traveling where I was seeing more of airports, airplanes, and hotels than my house. Yeah. No, it doesn't sound like fun. It's I'm not at that point. Um, nor do I want to be, but you know, that's where I'll be next week, so I won't be able to do tech fan with you guys. So hopefully both of you guys are free and could do a tech fan. Because I can always do a solo show from the hotel room, but I'd rather listen to you guys next week. Well, I will do my best to be here. I'm, I apologize for missing a few. One time I slept through my yep. alarm, and the other time I was starting this cold that I'm finishing, and I didn't even hear the alarm go off. And he's going to be polite to us uh, and, and mute us when he starts coughing, David. Yeah, I just did that. So. I know. I could tell. <laughs> That'd be got, fun. That, got that cursor right on that button right now. So at the end of last week, I don't know if you listened to last week's show or not all the way through, Owen. At the end of last week, we briefly talked about, in the, la- the last five minutes, iOS developers complaining that they're not making money on the App Store. It's, it's, a, it's a true thing. And I went on a rant about it. Because every single time, and I wanted to revisit this a little bit, every single time I hear this from a developer... A quick internet search shows they've done zero marketing for the product. Yeah, people think it's just going to happen by themselves. It, you have to spend a lot yeah, of time marketing your app. I I, I read um I, in fact I read a post on this today that was actually an older post by um, a guy who develops an RSS newsreader that I actually have switched to, and uh, he basically laid out all his numbers and and all the sort of thing. And at the end. He actually said, oh, uh, he gets put a person update and said, oh, you people have said, well, why didn't I try and market it more? And then he listed all the things he'd done and how much he'd spent. But it, it was kind of, it, it came across a little bit weak. He, he paid for 
for a couple of podcast ads and he put the word out to all his friends. He's one of these guys who kind of knows people in the in the more nerdy end of the Mac community, you know, the Federico Vitici and John Gruber's of this world and that sort of thing. So he'd reached out to them and got some reviews and stuff. And and he paid for some Twitter ads. But he hadn't really done much more than that. And, and I remember looking at his app um, when it first came out and it was missing a couple of features that I wanted, so I didn't buy it. And I think, think I don't think he picked up on that at all um, because I think that put off a few people off. But it really was a case of you look at what he'd done um, and yet he'd spent some money and everything, but he'd not stuck at it. It was, it was fairly half-hearted. And I think people do need to take the attitude that your job's only half done and when you finish and release the app, yes, you've got to speak to your customers. Yes, you've got to work on new features. Yes, you've got to fix the bugs. But, you know, the rest of your time, you've got to be out there pushing your app. Otherwise, exactly. nobody's going to know about it and you're not going to make good money. Yeah, yeah there's you know, a, it's, every it's once in a while, every once in a while, an app goes out that gets buzz. Yep. You know, like Flappy Wings. Who knows why that one caught on? And so everybody thinks they can do that. Yep. That's in every industry. There's a music song that breaks out. There's a TV show that breaks out. It's the one in a million thing. It's not so people get, oh, I put my game out and, there. It's and, great. And, How yeah, come but, nobody's downloading it? You know, because no one knows about it. But uh, but it's 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 almost like it's not the perfect analogy because I think I think in say in the book industry, people the publishers do more to promote your book for you. That's part of what you why you Sometimes. pay your thirty, forty percent to the publishers. But Sometimes. the point is is that yeah, the point is is that you uh, a you wouldn't turn down <coughs> doing press if you were asked to do it uh, if you were a writer, and b uh, for every thousand writers who writes you know the sort of stuff people pick up at airports, there's only one um, you know guy who who breaks who breaks it big. There's only right. one uh, Tom Clancy. There's only one Dale Brown. There's only one exactly. um, J.K. Rowling. Yeah, those the guy. They, those people make plenty of money very quickly. But I'm curious, behind David. them, there's a whole there's a whole cadre of writers who who release good stuff and and sell modestly, and then if they want to keep making money, they've got to immediately got to start on the next one, and that's the the, the that's the thing. And mo- most writers, most book writers, don't make a a great living out of it. I think they might get by, and it's the same with the app store. Yep, I'm curious, David. Do you guys see in the UK all the Candy Crush ads? Uh, yeah, I mean, on, on television. So in the U.S., not, we, we get inundated. Uh, I've seen them. I have, yeah, I have seen them a couple of times on TV and a couple of times on the rail railways too. I mean, you have to think about how much money those people are spending on Candy Crush and all the follow-up apps. I mean, that's that's a huge amount of money to get the name of their app out there. That's what it takes if you really want to be. Well, it has to be a good app. Let's be honest. It has to be a good game or a good app, or it's not going. It doesn't matter how much you publish it. You know, you advertise it, but that's what it takes. I mean, I, we we used to when we were running our little consulting group, we would tell people that developing the app is about thirty percent of the effort. The, the marketing and getting the word out and spending time on social media and and buying advertisement was the other thir- the other seventy percent of getting your app out there. Yeah, and just spending a couple bucks on a Twitter ad and talking to a few of your more influential friends isn't a marketing plan. Oh. Well, that sells five. That, exactly. <laughs> you know, so I, I'm just tired of hearing over and over from developers how bad the, the app store is. Oh, it's this and that. And uh, that was me, me, by the way, making that <laughs> noise. The, you're talking about this? 
Yeah, that was me. David um, asked who was dragging plastic around. Yeah, by that was, that was me. I was playing with change on my... I didn't realize the mic was picking it up. Um, it, it's not a marketing plan. You can't run a business half-heartedly like this. I don't care how good of a developer you are. Lightning doesn't strike every single great app. Because there's some great apps out there that 12 people have bought, and that's it. Right. And that's just the nature of the business. You can't rely on Apple potentially putting you on the front page of the iTunes store. Well, that's one out of a million uh, apps, right? I mean, exactly. And, and you just can't. You you have to keep at it. You have to keep plugging well, it's away. Like a, it's like a restaurant. I, you know, if I just opened a restaurant down the street and go, I wonder why no one's coming. Right. No one <laughs> knows know? about it. <laughs> no one knows about it. I mean, maybe it'll get a little bit of buzz. And, and restaurants do the same thing. Yeah. Every once in a that's while, like, one gets be, noise. Yeah, yeah, you could have spent 12 months designing the perfect decor and really working hard on your menu and taste testing it and everything like that. But you can't just open and say, okay, well, everyone where is everybody? Yeah. I've put all the work in. I think. <laughs> and blame think the community. This community sucks. Application development is a time intensive process. Yep. And yes, you probably have spent so every waking hour in the last six to 12 months crafting your application. But. You need to put the same level of intensity and effort into pushing the application after you've launched it that you did writing the code. And here's the so problem. I, I do want to. I want to add one thing. Yeah. There, there's also something in the, when we're in the video game industry, we used to call it the ugly baby syndrome. Um, I, I don't mean this to be sounding as insulting as it's going to sound, but everybody thinks their baby is beautiful. Okay. It's it's the best there is, and you're wondering why no yeah. one. No one's attracted to your baby, so you have this ugly baby syndrome. You're going to say, look how great this is, and everybody else is going, oh, it's not so great. And that happens a lot, too. People, you developed it. I know I do that on my own stuff. I developed it. This is great. And you show it to somebody else, they go, I don't really like that. <laughs> you know? So just because you developed it doesn't mean it's excellent either. That's, you, know, get, you need to get a lot of feedback, and you need to get a lot of testing, and you need to get a lot of input from a lot of people and tweak it nonstop until it's what works for people. You said it yourself, David. That app is missing features you wanted before you bought it. And the flip side of that is just because you're a good developer – and you can make the best looking and the best functionality piece of software out there doesn't mean you know anything about marketing. So if you're going to spend $30,000 on marketing, but you don't know what you're doing, you're wasting your money. You need to get somebody or a company or something that can do that for you. So you spend your money more intelligently. You know, just because you know how to post on Twitter and Facebook doesn't know you mean you know anything about marketing. You know, just because you got a few few influential friends in the tech press doesn't mean you know how to market your products. Yeah. You know, and there have been apps that have been covered in the tech press and I go, oh, go, go try that. And I look, I go, no, not very good. And then I don't tell anybody. Yeah. Right. I mean, so the app well, has to yeah, be good look, too. <laughs> that, that, RS, that RSS reader app I talked about actually is very good. So which, um, wait a minute, as long as you're plugging it, David, what is it? It's, uh, it's called Red. Called what? Uh, Sorry, and they, broke up. It's called Unread. Unread. Unread, and it was. Uh, it's. Uh, you know, the, the, the approach was trying to produce a very clean, functional RSS newsreader. It was pretty good, actually. It's better than it was. But the the original developer, a guy called Jared Newman, I think, has sold it now. He sold it to somebody else. Um, you know, so he 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 made he made great not not great money, but he made okay money out of it. It it's wasn't free. it wasn't a fortune. It, it, yeah, well, they've moved it to an in-app purchase model now. Okay. So, um, mm-hmm. so the the new the cool. new owner has taken a different approach with it than, uh, you know. Uh, but uh, reading his stuff, he he seemed to be a little bit hurt 
that it hadn't been more successful. Um, and yet I don't believe from what he says that he really marketed it as well as he could have done. Um, you know, and that, and that's, that's the deal. And, but the thing is, I also think that the contrast of that was a post from Marco Arment that was released just today, talking about his podcasting app overcast, which has all the advantages. He knows guys at Apple. He's in that, that, tech crowd the gruber crowd that where you know they've got lots of listeners and and they've got successful podcasts and so he really has every single benefit going now he's made okay money on it he's not made millions and millions of dollars on it and he probably has the best chance of being being a smash hit in kind of utility type space and he's happy with how the app's doing but it, it's 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 not enough to uh to allow him to retire to tahiti yeah, but no, and, and again, and so, it's, it's it's an app that's pretty good, but it's not significantly better than what's already out there. Well, and so you yeah, got to look at those kind of things too. And that's something else I, you have to consider in the old in the old days. How long has the iPhone been out now? You know, years. in the early days of the iPhone, you could put an app out there, and you weren't. It wasn't in a lot of soup. You know, there was a lot of there, you could stand out because there was fewer apps. Now everybody and their brothers is putting apps out there, so it's there's a lot of noise in the Apple Store too. But, you know, so finding like, an app is hard. But but the other thing is is you've got, you I think you do have to appreciate you could write the best app ever. It could have the most innovative ideas, the most. Um, um, excellent yep, front end the best code the most optimized performance it could literally be a genius work of art and it still might not be successful because sometimes that's just the way it goes yep you know it could be the betamax problem where actually it's better than everything else and yet still nobody buys it yeah okay rub that in i still have a betamax <laughs> on my video shelf so it's actually i do have a betamax on my video shelf for so I, I i wanted to bring that up again because <laughs> I did get some feedback from people on that. They said that, oh, I liked your rant at the end. And I didn't mean it to be a rant, but I was kind of ticked off because I really yeah, am did. just tired. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. You did. <laughs> but I, but I'm, I'm tired of people complaining about yeah. stuff when but, yeah, the, the fault is usually their own. Now, there are some but, cases but, where yeah. people advertised and they got the word out and it's a good app and people still, still didn't buy it. I'm sorry, you just didn't find the magic soup. That happens sometimes. Let me share. Let me share just one story on you. This is kind of tangential to this. I bought um, a part for an old MacBook Pro the other day. Uh, it's a cable, an optical optical drive cable because I wanted to uh, fix a, a machine I had that had a busted drive. And when I received, I bought it off a guy on eBay. It was very reasonably priced, uh, free postage. It was all great. And this guy basically sells laptop parts. And when I got the package, there was a letter in there that said. Uh, Please, please, if you have a problem with this part, don't go to the eBay resolution process. Email me first and let me know what's going on. We'll see if we can sort something out. And it was a whole long screed about how if you, uh, even if you advised eBay there might be a problem, then immediately they might take money off him and they might reduce his top seller status and all this sort of eBay. thing. This, this is, you know, and so, right, so, so, so fine. So anyway, I put it in my laptop and it doesn't work. So what I do is I don't go to the resolution center, which is the, the thing in eBay where you make a complaint. I right. just basically trigger for a return so that I can advise him that I can return the part uh, and then we, we can talk about exchanging it for another one or, um, or you know, a refund or whatever. Yeah, I immediately get this furious email from him. I told you not to do that. I told you to email me first. How rude of you and all this sort of thing. And first of all, I thought, well, well, dude, you know, you're not really 
<laughs> bearing in mind I've got something that doesn't appear to work properly, you're not really doing yourself any favours by shouting at your customer. <laughs> and so we had we had a conversation about it over email, and he goes he goes, but you 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 press I put specifically put in the letter. I said I said in the letter it says about the resolution center. I didn't go near the resolution center deliberately. I clicked for a right. return. That and then he goes eBay treats it just the same. I said well your they letter do. doesn't tell. He says, I said, your letter doesn't tell me that. You need to re- update your letter. But I said, and he then goes on, these cables never go wrong. Um, it's always something else in the computer. And all the-. So I said to him, I said, look, that's fine. It could well be either my drive or my motherboard that's actually at the fault. I said, all I wanted to do was to change it for another part. And um, I'm quite happy to pay the return postage and the postage for a new one. If it still doesn't work, then I'll pay you again. No problem. He, he goes, oh, no, you don't need to do that. I'll, I'll just send you another one for free. These things are barely worth anything to me at all. Ah! But I, 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 I thought to myself afterwards, I thought, look, his problem is with eBay. And e- what he views as eBay's, he even used the word, I think, punitive um, seller practices in terms it of fees or thing. It, right? It well, yeah, that's fine. But the point is, that's not my fault. Agreed. And he doesn't have and, to sell on eBay. Well, let me he tell doesn't, you the, have, to, let me tell he doesn't have to sell it on eBay. So right, the point is the he's blaming me, the customer, for not doing things that make his life easy yep. and make and make his business thing. easy. He was talking about, you know, one one month I missed my mortgage payments because this happened and all this sort of thing. And I'm thinking, I don't want to know this. I just want to buy my part. And if it doesn't work, I'm going to send it back to you. So and if it's my fault, I'll side. pay you money. So, David, let me tell you the flip side. So I sell stuff on eBay. And I, my, it, now that my brother had passed away a while back, we're, we've been emptying his storage locker. My brother loved to collect pens. So I put some pens up on eBay. And I say the same thing. If there's a problem, contact me. I'll make it right. So this guy, I send the pen to him, and I include two extra refills, which I didn't include in the, in the listing. So he can, it's a Fisher Space pen. And he writes a letter to e- to eBay saying, this guy's a scam artist. This isn't what I ordered. And so I emailed him. I said, look, I, that's not the way to do this. I'm happy to send you more refills or you can send the thing back to me. And he starts blasting the hell out of me on eBay, to which, of course, eBay immediately jumps in and locks my account. Yep. Okay? Yep. So I'm, I'm considered all of a sudden at fault. So I sent him two more refills at my cost. And he still says I'm scamming him. eBay in, in, eventually ended up just giving him his money back, which really aggravated me because I'm like, well, there wasn't anything wrong with it. I test all my stuff before I send it. Yeah. It was all good. He ended up – so people, some, sometimes buyers do this just to get uh, free they, stuff. I, I appreciate that. And you know what? I, I mean I do a lot of eBay as well. And, and you just got to roll with it unfortunately. Yeah, I agree. It is I agree. Tim, Tim, put the bottle down please. Okay. I, I wrote it off. Wait, Put here. the bubble down and walk away. <laughs> but here's the thing. Every, who out there doesn't know that there are both scamming people on eBay on the sellers and the buyers? Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. I've got, a, I've got so, an account locked on eBay since 2007 or 8 wow. and that I yeah. still can't access because I had two separate people, both scammers, uh, say that I didn't ship it to them. I proved to eBay that it is. So here's a tracking number. Nope. That wasn't good enough. So that account is still locked. I had to go and create a brand new account. Yeah, I and do it's that like, too. Everything, has, everything is – if it's over $30 or so, I do signature required. But yeah. The point Which is – pisses buyers all, off because yeah. they have to be there. You know, well, sorry. Any, you know. But, yeah, but, but anybody who, who's done eBay for a while knows this is what eBay is like. And you, you, it's, yep. it's like Tim says. You have a choice about whether to use it or not. There are plenty of other ways to sell stuff online now if you don't want to use eBay. And so I, I yeah, just – I, I said right. – 
I sent I sent a uh, I, I sold a faulty iPod to somebody last week. Yeah, I I said it doesn't restore. I've tried to restore it, doesn't restore. Um, so I'm selling it as spares repairs. I sent it to the guy, uh, and he says he said to me, he said, he said I tried to restore it and I can't restore it. Uh, you know, and then yeah, and then he's he's raised a case with eBay saying it's defective. I sold it marked as parts and for yes, repair, and he's saying to eBay it's defective. But you know what? That's just the way. If if he end up if he end up getting a refund on it, that's fine. Because you know what? I'll be out a few quid. But that's just the the way it is sometimes. Yeah. And it's your it's my choice. I don't have to sell it on eBay if I don't want to. And, and some and of these the problems, these yeah. Some some of the problems with eBay though are caused because eBay screwed up so badly at the beginning. For the first 10 years, it was rife with... with, And and they were always coming down on the seller side for years and years. And they didn't want to get involved for years and years. They would lock people's PayPal accounts. I mean, they were so punitive on the buyer. I have to admit, though, Tim, this last thing with this guy I was just telling you about, eBay sent me a letter saying, we're refunding his money, we're closing your account, we, we agree with you, we're closing, we're closing that sale, we're not marking you negative, and he got his money back. And I was like, wow, okay, that was pretty interesting. So they're starting they to grow up, refund. but they have a long ways to go. They, but they did yeah. the refund, which really surprised me. Yeah, I well, mean, that's the whole I mean, thing was nineteen dollars. You know, for someone to to flame me for nineteen dollars, for God's sakes, I would have happily sent him his money back, even though I say no refunds, but I will do exchanges. Yeah, you know, it doesn't yeah. matter what you say anymore. I used to have, I used to have like a paragraph at the bottom. Yeah, of it doesn't all matter. My sales, and I take it out now. You know, it's like it, it doesn't matter. You. Yeah. Okay, changing changing subjects, but about software. Can we get more people out there to Mac Heist to buy this bundle? I really want Little Snitch, and they need to sell 3,000 more bundles. Mm. <laughs> I'm not a big bundle guy. I'm not either, but there's a couple things there I wanted. So You know uh, what? You know what? I, I've, I've, done, I've stopped doing these bundles now. I've done a few of these over the years, and the problem I have is that several times in the last 18 months, I've gone to buy utility apps and then realize I already own them in the bundle, they are impossible to keep track of these things. Yeah, I know. You get so many bits of software, and then you don't know you've bought them. And so I take the view that I'd rather buy the app individually because then at least I have a fighting chance of remembering that I already own it. Well, here's, Whereas, here, I'm the flip side. <laughs> so I look at the bundle and go, oh, there's an app there that I want that I would pay for. It costs, The bundle costs less than the app, so I buy the bundle for the one app I want. Okay, And then there's something else in there that I may want. Okay, they have two apps that, mm. that, that you need more people on. They have Little Snitch and Postbox, both of which are actually a fairly Spots, decent yeah. app. And uh, they need they need a few more likes on eBay. It's almost there, but they need a, they need a, actually they need thirty twenty five hundred more. Bundles. The thing is, I've bought I've bought Postbox on a Mac Heist bundle before. Um, yeah. when it wasn't when it wasn't one where you had to get a certain number of likes. <laughs> so you know, there's kind of a I have found of late that once you have Oh, we lost you, David. Bundles. It's it tends to be a lot of the same. It yes. tends to be a lot of the same apps popping up again and again. Um, so, I agree. The uh, flip side. Yeah, I'm kind of the, the flip I side. I bought one in two years, but this one has a couple things I want. The flip side of this is, <clears throat> if you buy directly from the developer, number one, you're going to get the most current version. And I found that a lot of these bundles are of a version that's about to go out of date and right. because you bought yeah. the bundle you're not eligible for the upgrade price for the new version i haven't had that problem so i far. i have had that problem well, we, we have had in fact we talked about that on um on this show before i have yep. seen I, that. I, 
either this or, or my Mac because uh, the my Mac show because that absolutely happened to me on, on one of okay. the previous. I, re- I remember it happening to you. About it. Yeah, it happened yeah. to me as well. And the and the other part of that is if you buy directly from the developer, they get a lot more money. Right, if they yeah, get yeah. all of it. Instead well, of I mean, splitting this, it with this, these, these Mac guys, guys and this is like fifteen dollars. They're donating ten percent to charity, so you know these guys have donated these apps. No, yeah, they're they're not donating it. They're getting some money from it. Don't yeah, don't misconstrue well, this as a charity that's in, drive. That's in that's in quotes. Yeah. Okay. Donating. It's a, they're it's, giving it, it's a, They're doing it. They're doing it for promotion. Yeah. Purposes. They're yeah. Not doing it for uh, for money. Uh, for, for expecting to get a lot of money. But I agree with I agree with, well, I agree I with both like of you. Mac Heist website. I don't know if you guys play their games when they bring them around. No, I don't. Um, actually a lot of, they actually have very good games when they bring them. Not, I don't they, mean games well, they, you buy, but their their website games to get the apps are very fun. My my problem that, is, uh, I agree with both of you. Sometimes the yeah. the bundles are a really good deal, but chances are. I, I only want half of the apps, if that. If there's eight of them, there's probably only three apps that I actually want. And it would cost me a little bit more if I just go buy them individually. But it's I would rather do that than littering my hard drive with stuff that I don't even remember. And then <laughs> yeah. if you buy them through... This is so true. <laughs> if you buy them through the bundle, you don't get the updates through the Mac App Store. And I really uh, am starting to like that feature of, oh, look, there's some updates. Graphic Converter was updated. So, boom, a quick visit to uh, the Mac App Store because there's a notification in my dock, and it's updated. Instead of launching an application, hoping that they have their check for an update, which only half right. of the apps ever do, um, it, it to me, it's the convenience of, of buying it from the Mac yeah. App Store. Even though I know that Apple's going to take 30%, I'm going to be... Uh, safe as far as upgrades going forward. I okay, know what so I here's have. the flip side rant then. So I have a couple apps that I've bought, and I got one yesterday that said, oh, there's a new update on there. Click here to install the update. So I clicked it, and it downloaded, installed the update, and it said, enter your 2.0 serial number. And that and was through the Mac App Store? No, that was through the app updating well, that's, itself. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's why I don't like... That's why I like the Mac App Store so but much. But it pissed me off. It's like, don't update my app yeah. if you're going to make it not useful i had to go call the developer and say wait a minute you you updated and i don't have that serial number and he goes oh well if you do this 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 and this and this and this you can go get the old app back uh, i i got one to to trump that and i talked about this on this podcast just maybe a month and a half two months ago if that uh there was an update to a, an application that i absolutely love carbon copy cloner yep. i've had the app for years and i paid for it I even had uh, the developer on OWC Radio, the first version, back in 2010. So this was an app that I I liked. I liked the developer. Um, there was an update available that came out shortly after Yosemite came out. And it kept bugging me, and it said, you know, there's incompatibilities with the version right. you're running in Yosemite. This happened to me, too. So I clicked, mm-hmm. oh, okay, click this button to update. I clicked that button. It took me to a website. At no point did the website tell me that the new version is going to cost money. Right. This, so this I said, my, that's my rant. So I clicked, okay, download it. I downloaded the new version, installed it. it again, no warning at any point. I launched yeah. the app and it says, oh, you, you're on a trial period. You got to pay for the new yep. version. So I thought, well, no, I've got a serial number. So I checked my email. Sure enough, there's my old email from maybe a year and a half, two, three years ago with my serial number. So I put that serial number and it says, 
sorry, this is a serial number for the old version. You have to buy the new version. I think that that is scammy. And it's I like, like yeah, I like the software. I like the thing. company. I like the guy who developed it. But that's a practice that I find deplorable. And I blew him up on this podcast for it. Well, so I'm, I'm in the same problem. But this one actually did the update itself. It was The updater was built yeah. in. Yep. And nowhere that's did even, it say that's even worse. this is a paid that's, update. That's, that's even worse. That's... That's bordering on scam. And let's let's be clear: we're not saying that developers shouldn't do paid updates because I think I think it's unreasonable to expect absolutely buy an app for for it to to be updated forever and you to get every update. But developers perfectly within the rights to say, "Here's a new version," and by the way, you're going to pay for it. I mean, nobody really complains. I don't have a problem with that either. What I have a problem with is they do it without notification. Oh, yeah, exactly. Without and then you end up with a version you can't use because yeah. it deleted. Nobody your complains own. when exactly. uh, nobody complains when Photoshop goes from CS5 to CS6 and they've got to pay for a new bit. Well, people do yes, complain. Do. Yeah, they do. Uh, yes, but, I do. But pe- yes, I do. People, the people don't <laughs> expect to get it for free. No, and they uh, understand and that the new version is going to cost money. But and they should have that same expectations with the you know software, shareware, free whatever. They should have that same expectations, but. Exactly. You know, you have to let me, as a customer, you need to let me know ahead of time that this is a paid upgrade and that my old version is no longer going to work. And give me the choice at that point to say, oh, well, I don't have the money right now. Look, this is a program that I use to back up three or four different folders to different hard drives, right? So it's a mission critical, in my opinion, it's a mission critical piece of software that I have to have running. And for them to upgrade, update it, and then hold me ransom so I can use it the way I've been using it for years to give them more money. I think yeah, that's deplorable. I, all I want is the choice. I want to be told. I want yeah. the heads up. I, you know, it, Maybe I didn't have the money in my PayPal account right now. Maybe I was getting ready to go on vacation for two weeks. You know, Whatever the thing is, I don't maybe have the money were, right maybe now. Maybe you were on vacation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't, maybe I don't have the money right now and now it's not going to work because I didn't pay you because you didn't warn me that this is going to happen. It's deplorable (laughs) tactics. It's bad business. And it's a way that you're going to start losing customers. Now I paid, there was a cheaper version because I was upgrading. So I got the, the, you know, I got the discount, but I was very unhappy. It was one of the first times that I ever paid for a piece of software that I was not happy about. And, and it you, all came you, down to, I sent them an email. Did you get a response? I got a response from somebody that works for him now. Well, we work yeah. very hard at the, I'm like, okay, you didn't even read the. Yeah. It, and and it now, I, to be honest, I don't know if I want to support their company anymore. Just because it annoys no. you. I know. It's like, I get that way. It's like, oh, okay, it's the great piece of software, but it would have been nice if you treated me as a valued customer. Right. Instead of, oh, here's my wallet. Because you probably would have paid. <laughs> I w- absolutely would have paid. paid. I yeah. absolutely. And, and when I complained about this, if the guy who wrote the software, what's his name, Lauren, if he would have personally responded yeah. to me, because we have a history, I've helped promote his products. If he would respond to me, said, I'm sorry, Tim, uh, we goofed. Uh, we're going to put this notification up on the website. I, I, not even offer to give me my money back. I, I'm not talking about that. Just to acknowledge that the way they're doing it was wrong and they were going to fix it. I didn't get that. I got a defensive, well, we worked really hard. Well, you remember the guys at, at Macworld that time when your drive died, mm-hmm. and I tried to get a copy of a, a program that you and I both owned were registered and paid subscribers. Discord, wasn't it? 
disc warrior and I said I need to borrow a drive so he can rescue my publisher's computer because it's crashed and the guy refused to give me a copy of it to use there. I said, I have it at home. You can go look me up. I'm a paid user of it. We just need it here. And he says, no, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, I, I have deleted the program. I don't use it anymore. I won't, and you I just won't gotta, recommend. You just got to treat people right. I won't recommend Disc Warrior to anybody right now. Actually, I don't like it lately. It's I don't think it works as well as it used to. But um, Speaking of treating people right, let's treat another podcast on the Stoplight Network right by taking a quick break and uh, promoting one. Hold on. Are you into video games? Well, check out one of the many club podcasts here on the Stoplight Network. There's Club Nintendo, Club PlayStation, Club Xbox, and Club Steam. Whether you love Mario, love Halo, love Crash Bandicoot, or just love some good old-fashioned PC gaming, make sure to check out one of the many club podcasts here on the Stoplight Network. These shows are weekly shows where we'll catch up on what we're playing, what uh, news stories are on that platform this week, and much, much more, all revolving around the wonderful world of video games. So check out Club Nintendo, Club PlayStation, Club Xbox, and Club Steam right here on the Stoplight Network. And we're back here on TechFan 194. We'd love to have feedback from you guys. Real easy to do. Simply go to our website, techfanpodcast.com. And leave a, a message right there, I think. You know what? i got to pull it up because I think we've got one, guys. Believe it or not. We got we got one or two messages last week. Just a few, yeah. Well, well that's different. Um, <laughs> what you guys are talking about. Uh, the one that's on the website is uh, ties into what we're going to get into here in a, in a minute. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go there then. Um, okay. Couple topics. Uh, Owen, you found a really cool website that you uh, that you just sent to David and I. We're going to put it in the show notes. So if you go to Tech Fan Podcast number one ninety four, uh, you'll find the link there. Oh, by the way, you can email us Tim, David, or Owen at techfanpodcast.com and it'll come to us, and we'll read your and we'll just ignore it. And- yeah. <laughs> so this is pretty cool website. Explain what so, this is. So I don't remember who told me about this. It's it's making the rounds. It basically emulates an old computer for Google search, as if you were Googling on a computer from the probably early 70s. It's so a, well, you, it seems to be, yeah, it seems to be inspired by Mad Men because it says search Mad Men style. Right. It's so called maybe Google early, 60. Oh, so 60s. You're right. Google 60s. Yeah. So you enter your date. So they bring up a screen that has a punch card and a keyboard, and you enter your search on a punch card. And when you hit return to enter it, it sends it to a what looks like a computer, some tape drives whirl while it gets your data. And then it prints the results out of what looks like a wide printer, you know, wide, what would you call that? A wide format track, print yeah, job. Track to, track to fed. Track fed, yeah. Yeah, the old yeah, style the- printers. And it runs at the speed of the old printers and it makes all the noise of the old printers. Um, I mean, like if I hit return right now, you can, you, know, you probably can't hear this. Let's see. So it's, so I see, uh, my tape drive is spinning around, and there goes the printer. Can you hear yeah, that? Yeah, we can hear it. Yeah, we can hear it. 
I, I used my first job. I used to print sales reports for the sales team on a printer like that, and it was it was in their office. It was so noisy. It was dot matrix that we ended up buying like this acoustic box to put the printer in, oh, yeah. so that they could kind of seal it all up and just the paper would come out because it, they they couldn't work while it was running. So the only thing is, is that this as, as I think you said it, David, or maybe Tim. This reminds us of what we did when we were in back in the days of early computers that we thought was so magical. Uh, yeah, I was saying back back then, the more the computer did before you got an answer, the more empowered you felt. It was like <laughs> you were master of kind of this electronic machine. So you wanted it. You didn't want instant answer. You wanted it to do stuff and look like it was working on your That's behalf. Right. <laughs> and then it had to take time to output because that was kind of cool too, right? Watching it print yeah. and watching it. So this thing actually works. It emulates. Someone had way too much time on their hands when they built this, but it's awesome. I don't know who did it. www.massweork.at. Uh, Where's .at? Slash Google sixty. Well, again, it'll be in our show notes for one ninety four. Go there, click the link, and it's enjoy. It's there. It's a, there's it's no value funny. to it other than this is cool to look at and yeah. to run once or and twice, and then you forget about it. Yeah, you post it to Facebook, Twitter, and go. That was cool, and that's it. Yeah, it was an amusing thing to see. But the fact that it works actually made me made me smile. That it actually gets scroll, results. Yeah. I would say scroll this the um just looking at the bottom here. It's an art project to explore distances and heroism in user interfaces it says. <laughs> but if you scroll down to the bottom you'll see that they have kind of um oh, some I of the other old computer stuff they have they have Space War, um they have a BBS terminal they have um, Google Asteroids arcade style search here, so uh, they, they oh, it looks cool. like I they look uh, at this. Yeah, so so there's a couple of other things there you can look at, which are, uh, are kind of interesting as well. Looks like they're um, they're a fun group of guys. <laughs> Great, looks neat. Thank you. Asteroids is kind of neat. Yeah. <laughs> I remember playing the original Space War at Stanford University. Oh, uh, you move the little cursor around. Oh, you move your arrow keys on asteroids and then push up and it shoots and it shoots the letter that you're searching for. <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty good. I like that. <laughs> yeah, these guys cool. these guys look like they're having some fun. Yeah. So anyways, um a couple things before we get into our feedback, and the feedback is going to be extensive. <laughs> uh do you guys see that Apple ended the single of the week giveaway on iTunes? Yep, and not. you'd have thought the world ended. Yeah, the this was posted all over. I'll be honest with you, I'm a little bummed about this <laughs> because it wasn't always music that I liked, but I I made an effort to go up to iTunes once a week to download the free single. And to be honest, I probably got a third of the ones that they released, if that many, all right? But what's come out of that free single of the week was me discovering new music I never would have found before never would have found and some of it became some of my favorite artists some of the stuff that i found was just like wow this is really good i like this band uh one of them like sucker punch never would have heard of that band never heard any of their music it was a free single of the week i downloaded it listened to it really liked it ended up buying three of their albums on itunes so you know i, I think it was a great promotion i don't know if it cost apple a ton of money i mean Look at their bottom line. They can afford it. I mean, hell, they just gave an entire YouTube away to the entire population of the planet. But I, what? I don't... I, what, 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 what? What, that iTunes album that they gave away. 
Oh, 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 right. Yeah. So it's. I mean, the ones that people got upset because they yeah, were given a free album. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't get their reasoning behind it. And Apple hasn't come out and said anything, but it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. This was a, a service that I don't know anybody who disliked. It benefited the artists. Yeah. It benefited Apple. I, I don't get it. Mm. Well, uh, look. Who knows? It's ten years. Maybe they signed a ten-year contract, and Could at be. the end of the ten years, the music industry said, "Oh, you're not having that anymore." Um, or maybe Apple just decided they didn't want to do it anymore. Who knows? Um, I, I, I can understand why <laughs> okay, people... I'm play people stupid. Are... I don't know what you're talking about. Every week, Apple had a free download of the week. It was a song. Oh, yes, I remember that. Yes, right. right. They just ended that. Oh. So go to go to Starbucks and get your card. Do you get that in the UK? Do they do that in the UK? Yeah, they they do the same thing. It, it it was a nice promotion. I I, I wouldn't get upset about it. And what, well, I'm not upset. Cuts, I'm just I just can't no. figure out why they would do it. Why they would what, what, get rid of it? Yeah. Well, we, I mean, Apple never tells us anything, so who yeah. the, who the heck knows? <laughs> but the point is, is that some of the comments I've seen from stories around this are kind of ridiculous. You know, people going, "Oh, first they stopped twelve days of Christmas. Now this, it looks like Apple really needs the money." You know, I mean, it's just like. Um, I know it's why they a stopped. sad trend. Apple is steadily removing freebies. You know, look what look what they've become, and all. It's just please. I know why they stopped. No, I mean I used to download all those. I haven't downloaded a free song from Apple in probably two years, and I bet you a lot of people haven't either. I did. I go by the I go by the music I want. Everyone's I, I agree with you. Every but, once in a while, I found a free song that was like oh, yeah. That's but that's cool. the point, though. I mean, you know, yeah, I do go and and download and buy the songs and the albums that I like, but. How do you discover new music? Yes. Spotify. Spotify. Uh, yeah, if you want to well, eat up your data say, usage. Yes. Streaming or, or is, app radio. Is, yeah, I guess that, that's what people do now is they stream more. Yeah. I mean, the so iTunes it, radio it just, stuff is re- basically free music. You know, you, you can hear the songs they want you to hear, and you can buy them there if you want them. You know, it's like, I don't know. I yeah. think streaming is sort of taking over the idea of the, the whole idea of music in the cloud is sort of pushing the idea of having to own your songs now away in the long run i think we won't have any music on our drives it'll all be somewhere else possibly i I wouldn't discount that and i do think the streaming option is the reason they probably did away with it they probably saw diminishing returns uh you know they probably saw 20 million downloads per song uh for years and then that went to 15 to 10 to 5 and you know the last year maybe 250,000 people were downloading that free single and plus, it was buried. Sometimes I couldn't even find it. I had to really I search find for it. it. That's why I stopped looking for it. Well, iTunes is a mess. I mean, it's just... And that brings me to my next topic. And this is something that Gruber linked to. Um, and it was the big talk last week on the, the Mac side of the tech press. Is Apple mm-hmm. software quality going downhill? Yes. You I've know, been saying that for years. And well, it, a lot of people have. But, but if you've been saying it for years, Owen, then it's just the same as it's always been. It's not going any worse. Yeah. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Features disappear. Uh, you know what? I, I, this is going to sound terrible, but in my opinion, and you just, uh, flame me all you want, people. Apple has become the Microsoft of software. They're, they're doing all the shit we used to yell at Microsoft for, changing interfaces because they can, removing features because they can. You know, they're missing someone at Apple. They got rid of all the old guys. I hate to say this, but they, and there isn't people going, hey, there's a reason we didn't do that before. I mean, I think, I look at Apple uh, Mail. Apple Mail has, it, is, is, it gets worse every release. So does iTunes. Well, so, so does, does iMovie. Yeah, so does, 
I, the list goes on and on and on. But I think that kind of counterpoints the argument. I, I'm not sure that jet for each individual piece of software is any worse than it ever has been. I think Apple has always been um, capable of missing fairly obvious flaws in their software and pushing them out. No, here's the where it's is, different. I think that they're doing more now, and because they're doing more, it, there's more software available. They're not doing more now. More the bugs. They're not doing more well, now. It's an interesting argument. I, they're they're not doing, doing software stuff, more. They're doing, they're doing stuff more quickly than they ever used to. They That's where the problem is, I think. Yeah. I think that this yeah. unrealistic, unattainable... Look, here, here's how it is, to, in my opinion. Apple releases... And I t- actually talked about this with um, uh, somebody, a developer last week. Apple releases a piece of software. It's called the operating system for the phone and their computers. A year later, they release another major version of both. The year after that, another major. Well, at what point do they go back and fix the software that they've already released? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They Even don't. Going back to the years where I worked at Apple, I remember when System 7 came out and we all sat around going, you can't release this. We know how many bugs are in it. And they go, no, no, no. We got rid of all the priority one bugs. So priority one meant it, it could, you could crash data. But, but yes. But, but we knew it had bugs. We but they would fix bugs. it. I mean, think about how many iterations of 7.1. Yeah, 7, I know. I mean, would fix them. Exactly. I, they don't do that anymore. Not I mean, to the extent know, that they used your, to. You guys, iPads. I, I use, I use um, Safari, try to use Safari on the iPad, the latest update. And if you're typing in a, in a response box, I would say about 30% of the time it locks up and stops letting me type. I haven't seen that. I saw that with my uh, my Kindle, the new Kindle Fire HD 7. In fact, it's I put doing, it in the review like, that it should be live me, here soon. It drives me crazy, this thing just stops. Now, that's and iPad 2. And I have a stack of iOS devices now because I've been developing again. And it doesn't on all of them, so I don't think it's anything in particular to that one device. But I find yeah, like, I, I've seen... But I've I seen some like, fairly horrible iPad bugs. I've, I've seen uh, situations where the keyboard disappears uh, or the yep. keyboard comes on and, and won't, you can't get rid of it. Um, oh, I got one yesterday I've, where it came know, up and it was all white. There was no keyboard there. It was just a white box. I, 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 use, I use Apple Mail as a perfect example. Don't take out features that used to work for a long time. And I, and I imagine giving my time at Apple, what I see happening now is they got rid of the guys – who, who wrote that piece of software, the new younger kids go, oh, I didn't like that. I don't care about it. I'm, you know, I don't want to fix it. I'm just going to take it out. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm worried about is Apple now. I do know that demographically, Apple is one of the youngest companies in Silicon Valley, according to yep. age of employees. That worries me. There doesn't <laughs> seem to be a respect for the people who came before and knew what they were doing, understood human interface design, and they're just throwing stuff away changing stuff for no good reason for no good yeah. reason and then pre-existing problems are completely ignored how long have we been complaining about how you find stuff on itunes in the in the app store how long have we talked about oh, the, the bugginess I, I, of search, itunes itself iTunes search doesn't work this, yeah. google search yeah. is better to look for stuff in the app store iphoto I, i'm actually yeah. happy they're getting rid of iphoto i don't know when this is actually supposed to happen and coming out with a new piece of software, but iPhoto has lost caused me to lose more photos uh, that I've had to spend a lot of time recovering. But do you really have a whole lot of confidence that this new version of Photo is going to be any better, no. or is it going to introduce a whole slew of new problems? Oh, are they going to carry over the stuff like I just found faces? a way to recover a ton of space on your iPhone. By the way, a mm-hmm. bug, a major bug in iPhoto on the on the phone. 
You're going to love this one. So I, I, I popped up my you know usage the other day because it wouldn't let me download a an app. It said, oh, you're out of space. I'm like, How can I be out of space? So I go look and it says, you're using 7.5 gigabytes of photos. What? That's a lot. Well, yeah. So I look, I go to photos and I, you know, I, I pop it up and it says, and I'm looking at it, it says you have 283 photos in your photo stream and 198 photos on your camera roll. This is not 7.6 gigabytes of photos. Where'd they go? I cannot find them. I plug it into iTunes. It says photos, 7.6 gigabytes of photos. Hmm. So I, I, I have no idea where they've gone. Well, it turns out iPhoto on iOS 8 can lose your deleted photos into the soup, basically, of, the, of your... So I had to actually connect it up to my computer and delete the database file and have it rebuilt it. And all of a sudden, 4,000 recently deleted photos appear in my iPhoto on my phone. Wow. So all the deleted photos got lost on the iPhone. And I deleted them, and now I'm using, you know, less than a gigabyte of photos. I got seven gigabytes back of photos. This is a major bug. And I'm wondering how many other people are wondering why their photo sizes are so large when they've only got, you know, 300 photos on their phone. So... So what what was the solution to actually get rid of them? I I have to go back and re-Google it. Um, I had to go. I had to hook it up to what's the name of the program that lets you look at the file system on your phone when you plug it into your computer. There's a there's an app. iPhone Explorer. iPhone Explorer. And I went on to right. iPhone Explorer and I and I drilled down into the iPhoto and I deleted the SQL files, hmm, which right. is the database so of files. So that's a, that's a fairly techy fix. Right. Yeah. It was a te- I found it on Google. And I said, okay, yeah. well, I've got my phone backed up. If this really screws it up, you know, I've backed up all my photos. I'm, I'm happy with this. And then I, then I shut down the phone and turned it back on and launched photo. And it said no photos anywhere. And then all of a sudden it started adding photos back because it was scanning the photo library. And, and I, watched the, I, watched the, um, I watched the recently deleted number just like spin out of cr- control. That big and Ben going off in the background, photos, David? It's not. It's I'm not sorry. me. That's me. That's my. That's my clock. Sorry. And all my all these recently deleted photos reappeared in the deleted photo folder. Wow. And it was right. like holy crap. Well, and so there's another feature that I have to tell you about. So on iPhoto on the Mac, I just learned about deleting photos. So it used to drive me crazy that when you deleted a photo, it didn't actually delete it from the library. It just deleted it from the interface. Preview. Right. Mm. Yeah. Well, I just. Really realize that under the photo, under the menu, one of the menu items, you can say empty trash. Yep. You empty know that? deleted items. If you delete them by hand, you 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 know because you go, oh, it didn't delete that. I'll go delete it myself. It it'll it'll scrag your iPhoto library. Hmm. So let's get to the next topic because we're running long here. Sorry. And last week um, we had Neil Wharton. Longtime listener asked, uh, can you ask our listeners, do they use a case for their iPhone and Android? And if so, which ones? So we put that out on the show. And then I did maybe a mistake or not a mistake, depending on your point of view. I posted it on Facebook and Twitter. Mm-hmm. And on Twitter, I've got one. I've got like two pages of uh well, i guess that'd be like one page of responses on facebook however 
one, two, three, four pages of feedback. <laughs> so we're not going to read yep. all of them, but we're going to skim through some of them. Uh, and the first one, um, because this was the first person who responded, was tech speculative, spective, tech spective on Twitter. I don't like cases. I choose the iPhone because it's slim and I don't want to bulk it up. I protect it with a yep. slim stopper case. So that's interesting. Um, yes, a slip stopper case. He put that in quotes. I'm not sure what um, what that one is. Yeah, uh, maybe it's uh, some kind of um, grip thing. Could be. Yeah, here we go. Anti slip protection for the iPhone six. Uh, at Ronnie Lutz writes, um, no case, just Sir Johnny intent, just as Sir Johnny intended. Although I'm looking at a Spigen air case. I've heard. A lot of people have talked about the Spigen air case. I should probably look this yeah. up because a lot of people and, and, like seem uh, to like Spig this. Spigen is the one I have. Mine's not the. Uh, I think mine's the uh, thin clear. It's not the air, but um, you know, Spigen. I I've always liked this stuff. It's quite nice. Um, yeah, I'm looking on their it's website. Very reasonably priced, and and it's very it's very well done. What I, I tell you, what I really I tell you what I really liked as well. And one of the best things about Spigen is when you buy this stuff. If you open the package up, and it's very nicely packaged, there's a little sticker in there, and it gives you a serial number, and you can go to their website and put that in, and it will confirm that it's a genuine product and not a knockoff. Oh, that's which nice. for anybody who for anybody who buys stuff off Amazon or eBay, that's invaluable because there's so much stuff that's passed off as the real thing at the at, at the top end price, and in fact, it's a clone. And it's, of course, uh, you really do want the the right build quality. Spigen dot com. I'm on their website right yeah. now. They've got some nice looking cases. So it's called Air Skin. Yeah. Uh, he's looking at an Air Case. That's all it says. I don't see anything called Air Case, but I see something called Air Skin. Probably what it is. Yeah, uh, they, at they, Scott they, um, Taw says yeah. same here, no case. Um, Eddie Ogden says I use a Tech Twenty One Evo mesh case for or my, on my iPhone Six. The most popular by far at Safety Man says OtterBox. Yeah, a lot of people like the OtterBox. Yep, a lot of, um, uh, that I one probably got more than were too big. Do they have a smaller case? Finally, no, they, they, they do. They, have, they a do wide... have a range of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got a range of them now. Now, I, my my wife really loves the OtterBox stuff. They are. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you get a Defender, they are very big. But I tell you, they once you get past that, they are actually quite nice cases. Oh no, no, I used to review them on my Mac. Otter, they used yeah. to be one of my one of my clients. That I used to review all the time, and I mean, you could, we throw a, we threw a phone down the stairs in an Otter case, and it didn't damn, it didn't hurt it at yeah. all. I mean, they're really protect your machine, and they're I like really it they, in the rain in the. I mean, they they really protect your phone. Yeah, and and they they have a certain they have a very chunky aesthetic, but it's actually quite a nice aesthetic. They use a, a nice combination of materials and there's some nice colors as well. Um, and as I say, my my wife absolutely adores the Otterbox cases. So I always have to get one of those, no matter what device she has. So at Luther and Max says he uses a New Guard KX, which I like to hear because that's a newer technology product, and I work for OWC, which is you know <laughs> so that's that's nice to hear. Uh, uh, at Pod Digest, which, by the way, I'm going to be interviewed on their show next week, uh, cool. says, yep, he uses an iPhone uh, leather case for a 6 Plus. Mike McPeak, Otter Box. Uh, Bob DeGrande, longtime listener, he says, no and no, he uses an Android tablet. He uses an <laughs> Eatso stand for watching videos in bed. Um, I'm amazed that when I watch, see people with sixes and six pluses, you know, and I, and I, in the San Francisco, I run people have them all the time. Very few of them have people have cases on them. 
Uh, Clive Hammett says, I use a Griffin core case. Great for protection with a clear back, but hard on the edges. 7 out of 10, which is good to know. Yeah. Um, Timothy Baker, he says he uses the new book book case from 12 South. Yeah. Now the book, I've had a book book before. They are really nice. Yeah. Uh, they are, they are definitely one you've got to watch for, for the, cl- for the knockoffs when you're buying them. But, um, they, it's kind of like a, it's like a leather, uh, uh, like a leather wa- wallet that the phone goes into. Uh, and then when it's closed, it, it does actually look like a little prayer book or something like that. They are really, really nice. They are very cool. I've you seen like, them. Kind yeah, that's of like cool. That, this one uh, that looks like a notebook. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. Uh, Gazmaz, of course, from the MyMac podcast says, uh, ditto for the grip case. Um, going down to Facebook, and we got a lot of people on Facebook. Uh, Patrick Walter said Otterbox. So did Greg Nash. So did uh, Kalo Morin. Mark Greentree, of course, from Geeky Show Ever, and uh, what's his show? The uh, the Mac show that he does. Why am I drawing a blank on that? I, I apologize, Mark. I'm just drawing the a Mac, blank. Is it Mac Geek Gab? No, that's not Mark. Uh, um, he says Book Book by 12 South, although when I uh, when at home, I take the phone out of the case as it becomes cumbersome. That said, the Book Book has replaced my wallet, which is cool. It's... Huh. It's uh, so the book book Mark, case and the Otterbox so far sounds like the the really popular yeah. ones. Mark's not another Mac podcast. Not another Mac podcast. God, I don't know how I forgot that. Sorry, I've been on that show, so that's embarrassing for me. Uh, yeah. Brendan O'Connor says Otterbox Defender. I picked up an Otterbox Preserver a couple days ago via eBay. It's waterproof. Um, <coughs> Tracy Wheeler <coughs> says I skin solo. Uh, Patty says I Otterbox Waxy D Wax iPhone 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 life-proof case. Eddie McGee, long-time listener. Tech 21 on my 6 Plus. Love it. Uh, another one for OtterBox versus Galaxy 4. Uh, IR Adam says, no, I don't. Uh, if I do, it's slim like it in case. I have no idea what that means. Wait, BookBook actually makes them for the MacBook as well, don't Yes, they, they do. They do, yep. That's very cool. And, and for the iPad. Don Eric says, Beetle Defense. I actually Googled that because... I was wondering if he was joking, and yeah, there's a company. Rick Stringer, a uh, longtime listener, a uh, good friend of mine. I went to his wedding this past summer. He says, Moshi for my iPhone 5S, Casemate for my iPhone 6. I prefer as thin of a case as I can. Uh, I hate the big, bulky ones, and I'm with you 100% there, Rick. I don't like a big, bulky case. Kerry uh, Otterbox. Here's one that I thought would probably get more. Charles Dixon. He's actually... Uh, one of my daughter, he's my daughter's band teacher. <laughs> All right. Mophy juice pack for my 4S and it's tired battery. You know. So does Mophy make a six case yet? Yes, they do. I think I think they do. Yeah. That, I, I uh, use a Mophy on my 5S just because my battery seems to run down so fast these days. Mark Thornton, one of my oldest friends in the entire world, says I use an OtterBox for my 5S. Uh, Andrew Smith says Moto X first gen OtterBox. Um, and he also says the com- the commuter uh, OtterBox, and it gives them great protection and doesn't get stuck in your pocket because of rubber. <coughs> That's something you got to think about what you're putting on there. If you're using a rubber case, it really can pull your pocket inside out when you pull it out of your pants. Yeah. Yes, but and the other thing as well, the dashboard. Yeah. yeah, a couple of people have said about the OtterBox as well because they're very thick. Is that they can have problems getting their cables into the um, yeah. into the ports because of the thickness of the case. So you have to watch I have that, that as problem well. on Mofi as well. The because of because it covers the bottom, you know where the yeah. connector is. It's a long hole, and you can't push the connectors in all the time. Um, Joe Springs, another really good old friend of mine, says Mophie from my iPhone five, 
Uh, two, because all iOS phone devices battery stink. I would agree with that <laughs> until now. The the I'm just loving the battery on the iPhone 6 Plus. It's just lasting forever. It's yeah, it's a I, game I've changer. Got to be honest, on the iPhone 6, it's not much better than the 5 or the 5S, really. I'm still, if I'm traveling, I'm charging it during the day on a battery. Okay, so I don't feel so bad on my 5 that it seems to be running down faster than before. Robert Hazelrig says, yes, Mophie and Otterbox at the beach or theme parks. That, there's another good point. Do you have a different oh. case depending on usage? I'm going to That's a, great uh, a idea. theme park. Maybe I want to stick it in a big, fat Otterbox to protect it in case you know it flies out of my my pants when I'm going upside down on the roller coaster. It's That's protected. a great idea. Whereas the Mophie's probably not going to offer you that protection, especially at the beach. No, no, I've dropped a Mophie from uh, uh, on an accident, and it does crack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a couple more. Andrew Hutchins says that Spigen Neo Hybrid or Mophie, depending on what I am doing. And again, that's the usage. You, different cases for the different usage. And I think that's kind of important, too. I never really went... I, I haven't thought about that until I started reading these. Uh, Mike Breed says, I know I told you I worry about my 6-plus bending, but ironically... I've been going caseless for two weeks now. I just love how the phone feels. I haven't had any issues. I'll definitely get something waterproof like the OtterBox or LifeProof this spring when I start doing going out on the boat fishing. I've been using Apple's leather case prior to this, which I like a lot. Um, Maria Langer, nope, Jellyskins. Rachel, is it no? Is it nope or Jellyskin? No, it's <laughs> nope. She doesn't. She puts a Jellyskin on there. Oh, I see. Rachel Robertson, oh, who's my yeah. daughter, says, my oldest daughter, she says, I have a spec case for my iPhone 6. I used to love spec it, cases. I haven't looked at them for a while. They used to make really nice cases. Uh, Guy Searle says from the MyMac podcast, I also have one from this company called Durex. Uh, it covers really well, but it's hard to connect or interact with the screen. Yeah, that's something you got to... Uh, um, Guy. Leanna La- <laughs> That's so Guy. Leanna LaHue <laughs> says Toledo iPhone 6. Uh, she uses a Lovett Clearview along with their tempered glass screen protector. My brother has the same setup. My mom uses the Tutu Design flip bracket window cover case in black. Boy, that's a mouthful. Let me let me just um, issue a bit of a caveat with a with a tempered glass screen protector. The problem with the iPhone six because the edges are curved, you can't get a glass screen protector that actually goes right to the edges. Right and and it kind of looks a bit stupid because yep. you have another piece of glass stuck to the top of your phone. On the 5S, I had a glass protector on mine, and I loved it. It was really, really great. And you really felt like, oh, now my phone is really kind of bomb-proof. But I wouldn't buy one for a, for a 6 unless you, you're not fussed about having that edge. Um, somebody that everyone hears on every episode of every podcast in the Stoplight Network, Melissa Ayers, because she does the voiceover. You're listening to the Stoplight Network, blah, 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 blah. I wonder that was. Uh, yep, that's Melissa. Uh, spec case for my iPhone 5S. Antonio Gomez, a very slim silicone Belkin cover on my iPhone 6. Uh, Nemo says a PU leather flip cover, case, folio, window, view, stand, skin. Nemo, Really? Yeah. <laughs> Lee Givens, uh, remember he used to be on the MyMac podcast with us quite often. He was at AOL. He's at Microsoft now. Um, he is. I didn't know that. Yep, he went to Microsoft. Very skin Spigen case, clear to highlight uh, the iPhone six. Yeah, that's that's the same as mine. That's uh, so it's completely 
you can see it, but you can really see the whole phone. So it's nice. gives you protection, but still lets you see the phone. So yeah. I want to personally thank everyone who followed all of those threads. And uh, <laughs> Neil actually does have a case. Let me let me pull it up here because he told me. Actually, he started responding to the thread, and I said, "Dude, this is for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is because you asked." Um, Facebook doesn't want to load quickly for me, but he actually did send me a message on Facebook that he did go with a case. If, if Facebook would speed it up a little bit faster, that would be great, but I'm clicking buttons and it's, a, it's uh, it's very bit It's very busy harvesting your data. Yeah. So Neil says, uh, my wife bought me the leather Apple cover for my iPhone. So I am now with a cover. I'll let you know how it goes. Still ashamed to cover it up. Um, but you know, it's, you, you kind of have to, and he, and he says it's certainly less slippery now with the yeah. case on there. Uh, Can I, I, I just make some, one observation from all of that. And I'd really like to thank everybody who responded absolutely. because that's, uh, that's kind of a, an interesting cross section of our audience. What I find interesting from that is that the vast majority of people who, who responded are using a brand name yeah. case. They're not yeah. using the generic ones. Whereas, you know, I mean, every single time you go to a mall, there's always a cart with uh, some yep. guys selling. No one's buying these, them. No one's buying them, obviously. Cases. I, either that or they're buying them, and then as soon as they buy them, they realize they're no good, and then they're buying a brand one. I don't know. Or well, maybe you, remember just, that, you remember that from Macworld, right? You, we used yeah. to call it, it wasn't Macworld. It was iPhone Case World. I mean, or, there was or, so many yeah. people with crap cases there. Or, which is probably more accurate. I just have friends with really good expensive tastes. Well, I was going to say, otherwise, I mean, just means that our, our listeners are, are perhaps a more discerning bunch, or certainly the people who, who would like to respond to us. So if you have a, a cheap generic case and you love it, let us know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you can remember the name of it, yeah. Speaking of iPhone cases, now, a couple episodes ago, I showed you guys the photo. I We actually used it for the cover photo for one of the tech fans. I had a wooden case from a company called Toast. And I got the design called 8-Bit. And I absolutely love the way it looked. Sorry about that. Yeah. The problem is, I, I used the case. I kept it on there for about a month. And it did not hold up at all. It the, On the corners, it would pick up fuzz from my pocket. And eventually, some of the corner pieces actually broke off. So oh. if you want to read my review, go to MyMac.com. <laughs> it was posted on January 12th. And uh, you'll find it. And uh, I gave it a uh, 6 I'm, out of 10. I'm looking at it. And it's a shame because it, it, after a while, it, it started to look like something you made yourself. It absolutely did. And <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you go down, if you scroll down, David, to the last picture. Yeah, I can see it now. I'm yeah. It. Yeah, it, yeah. It was really depressing. And, of course, I wrote this review before I took the case off. Had I left the case or had I taken the case off before I wrote the review, I probably would have dropped it down to a 5 out of 10. Because it was a half hour of peeling <sighs> sticky wood and getting splinters in my hand, getting this case off, it was miserable. Did it glue on? I mean, how did it, it connect? It, it's it a 3M backing, and it doesn't leave uh. any residue. Although I did clean my phone afterwards, just you know, on principle alone. Um, no, it didn't leave anything on it, but it was so damn hard to get this off. I will never put another sticky anything on my. On my iPhone, ever. Oh, I never do. Unless it's like vinyl. If it's vinyl, that'll come right off. Yeah. But this I, kind I of thing, we, Yeah. I was going to say, when we were running through the cases before, for my iPad Air 2, uh, I ended up 
um, because I, I bought a kind of a felt, an Inertech felt sleeve for it that I really like. It just slips in and got a little magnetic catch that takes a leather buckle over the top. So I wanted something very low profile on the on the iPad. So I actually did buy a um, kind of a, I guess a carbon fiber style um, sticker that that went on the back, covers the entire back. Yeah. Um, and then I then I'm using the Apple uh, magnetic smart cover on the front, and that's great because I've got protection on it. it um, I've got something that turns the iPhone on, on and off. And oh, by the way, if you ever think about getting a magnetic smart cover, don't buy a cheap one. Mm-hmm. I bought a cheap one first. It's terrible. Agreed. Yeah, pay the money for the Apple one. The Apple one Get is the really, Apple one, really it works Oh, dude, uh, you know the yeah. the uh, you know the smart cover <laughs> case that I've got for the um, HD Fire from uh, yeah. Amazon, the Kindle thing. The magnets are so powerful on there. I left my lighter sitting on top of that, on uh, and I picked up I picked up the Kindle, right? The lighter came with it, and and I and I was holding it down, and the and the lighter was stuck to the side of it. Yeah, you got to make sure you don't put your wallet on top of your. No, Kindle. It, it will take out your yeah. the magnetic strips on your. So by the way, a, a quick tip for people: if you get that sticky stuff like that. Get your hair dryer out. Don't no. put it on the hottest thing Mm-mm. and get it slightly warm, and no. those things will come off just fine. I, I uh, you know, I, I couldn't get mine off for a long time. Your phone at the same time. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know what I did? I, I, I ended up giving up for a little bit because I just couldn't get it off. Uh, the front came off great. The sides came off very easy. The back of it, oh my god. Uh, I ended up playing a video game for about 20 minutes, and it warmed up that iPhone pretty good. And that and was enough to get it off? No, it didn't help too much. It, okay. I think it was more of a psychological thing. Maybe, yeah, maybe it was it just the fact that I got to play for a little bit. <laughs> Have you ever seen the warning that comes up on the front of the screen when your phone gets too hot? No, I've never got my phone that hot. So I left my, I put my phone on the dashboard when I was driving home one day, and I forgot about it. It was sitting up on the dash, and it was in the sun. And then I went to pick it up, and it was hot. And I pressed the, you know, the the power button, the home button, and it, this little yellow triangle comes up and says, "You can't use this until it cools down," and immediately shuts itself off. Wow, I've never I seen that. It, so they have a thermal protection in there. You don't really want to get your thing hot enough to test that theory, but it, I'd never seen that before. It's like, you, so if you're using a hairdryer, you use it on the medium low setting and just get it warm, and kind of put it underneath where you're peeling, and it will peel that stuff back. Eric, I use it to take glue stuff off of many things. Eric Osaki uh, actually gave us feedback on the website, and it is regarding Neil's question. He says, uh, I have AppleCare Plus, which is what my suggestion is. It's the best case you can get is AppleCare Plus. And I have an OtterBox case because I want to have, uh, have a protected phone. My iPhone 6 feels kind of slick on its own, and I have Butterfingers. I have since dropped my phone a number of times. One problem with the OtterBox in some previous cases, is that I cannot use some MiFi compatible non-Apple Lightning cables uh, to power and sync. Thanks for a great show. Thank you, Eric. That's another thing. I mean, if you you buy a case, some of these cases make the buttons on your iPhone inaccessible. I mean, you have to have super long fingers just to hit the mute cu- button on some of these cases, which is why yeah. I, I hate that. That's and to wrap up the show. Uh, a couple episodes ago, I played on uh, my solo show, what, two weeks ago now? I played the feedback from Mike Breed about, um, you know, Chromebooks and iPads and education. And, of course, Mike is a teacher. And uh, John Nemo listened to that, and he sent an email to both me and Mike because Nemo wanted to get a little bit more information. So this is Nemo's question. Are you there, David? Yeah. Go ahead and read that. 
Do I have it? Yeah, it's at the very bottom of our uh, notes. All right, I, I hadn't scrolled down. Where it says feedback. Do, do. Wait a minute, yeah, who's that from? Yeah. John Nemo. I, I was looking for Nemo's name, but it's at the bottom rather than top of the feedback. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, so I didn't see it either. Please, he said, please explain how your students do text entry, screen glass keyboard, Apple White BT keyboard, Bluetooth that is, keyboard Bluetooth case, and or voice entry. What styli are students using for input in art and similar situations? And Mike replies, the kids all use the glass screen to type on their iPads. You'd be amazed at how fast the kids pick it up. Of course, they are experts at test texting, so this is no big deal to them. I've never actually heard a kid complain about having <laughs> to type directly on the iPad screen. They do use st- a stylus when using the Notability app. Typically, they just use cheap styluses they pick up at the dollar store or a five below or at Best Buy. They don't seem to be discriminating as you and I, smiley. More likely, their parents are not willing to buy more expensive styluses for them. So that was a good... Uh, so, because they're I, I, easy to lose. Yeah, well, I cannot yeah, tell you how I, many 3DS styluses I bought for my kids. They keep losing them. I, the biggest, yeah, I the have big giveaway, of- by the way, at my Mac last year was pens with styluses in the end. Yep. So I just yeah. picked up I just picked up a dozen of them from everybody. They work just fine and I lose so, them. So you know, I would never pay yeah. it. I would never buy an expensive one. I've had I I have a Pogo one uh, and then I have um a, a, it wasn't hugely expensive, it was a little bit more expensive. that one from um uh, who's who the guys from? It's the one with the uh, you know it kind of has a little uh, plastic disc on, on the bottom. Oh yeah, yeah, kind yeah. Kind of on a roller. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, but oh. the problem is, and and this is why you shouldn't buy expensive stuff. You put that in a bag or a pocket, and Snap. basically you lose the disc off the end, and then you've lost it, and you have to buy a replacement. What's uh, the disc? And the pogo. It, it basically what it is 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 the disc is kind of like your finger. It's the conductive part. Uh, but uh, uh, you actually use the the little um, kind nub. of plastic nub on the end to actually guide where you're writing, so uh, that uh, right. it gives no, you much more. I just, it you works really well, like okay. but the problem is, is that um, you kind of have to carry it in a box or something because otherwise you're just <laughs> going to lose this tip of the end. And uh, uh, the, na- <laughs> so the nature the of these of things. bottom of your bag are a bunch of little discs. Is that what you're yeah. telling? <laughs> so the nature of these things is actually you. Uh, the other thing as well, if you have like a nice stylus, is you don't want to get stuff on the end of that because then you're going to scratch it into glass of your screen. So um, I think actually you are better just using a, a cheap one with a rubber tip on the end if you're going to use it that sort of fine. thing. Yeah. So with that, we're going to wrap up this episode of Tech Fan. I know it's a little bit longer than usual, but we had a lot of stuff to go through, guys. I appreciate you both being here. It was nice to talk to both of you at the same time. I did put the link for the photo problem on the iPhone up on the show notes, so you'll post it. Yeah, it it will be under the show notes. Of course, these all notes for this episode will be at techfanpodcast.com. Look for sure 194, uh, because we always assume that people listen to the show when they come out, and some of them... Some people listen to them months later. I've got feedback in the past that, hey, I just listened to the show, you know, 57, and you and David were talking about it. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't even remember the show, but sure. Um, so, again, thanks for downloading and listening to this episode. We'd love to have feedback from you guys. It's uh, Tim, David, or Owen at techfanpodcast.com, or just go to techfanpodcast.com. Dot com and easy for you I know I ran out of steam <laughs> and uh, leave leave a message there and we'll read it here on the show if you have tech questions we could probably help you um, you know let us know maybe we can solve a problem for you uh, marital advice I I turn that over to Owen so <laughs> 
Again, I won't be here next week. The show will actually uh, come out later than usual because I can't get it posted. It depends on the uh, internet in the hotel. I mean, oh, if you guys, if you guys, going to come out later because if I do it, I'll be editing it, and it always takes me four or five times as long as it takes you right so. you're gonna have to teach me how to do that so that i can also do it as well well we'll drive down to uh, la on friday owen and i can uh, show you in person <laughs> we can do a live show there you go yes it's only six hours of driving i'll be right there well look at my i gotta i gotta go from detroit to orlando and then to la and then back to detroit so orlando to la is about six hours of flying right yeah well i leave at 6 a.m and i arrive at 9 a.m or no i leave at 7 a.m and i leave it i arrive at 9 a.m so technically i guess it's only two hours four, four plus two <laughs> four plus two it's six yeah. no that's two hours <laughs> yeah. yeah but going the other way sucks because you leave here like it's 10 in the morning and you get there at nine at night yeah it always it's anytime you go from west to east you just uh, I, I hate it uh, but I look forward to whatever you guys talk about next week. I'll be back the week after that. And uh, maybe I'll have some uh, stuff to talk about NAM because I've, I've – look, I'm going there because of OWC. I'm shopping NAM, um, seeing if it's something that we want to do in the future. But OWC is also a big sponsor of the John Lennon bus. And I'm, oh, act- right. I'm actually yeah. going to, next Friday, interview the guys at the John Lennon bus – Cool. Uh, for OWC Radio. I think that should be a pretty interesting episode. And uh, because of that, I actually got invited to a private party later that night, and I get to see uh, some music. I get to hear some music. Maybe John Lennon will be playing. No. Oh, Nam used to have some great parties. Okay, it's, yeah. it's, it's, George, it's George Clinton and the Funkadelic yeah. guys. You can see some great... Not a, not a huge fan, but hey, it's... It's, it ought to be a private party and George Clinton's funking it up on stage. I can do that. I'm, ought to be I'm fun. Disappointed. I'm disappointed it's not John Lennon, though. Yeah, well, I, I heard he doesn't play as well as he used to. His voice is a little raspy. He's coming yeah. back just for this show. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Great to talk to you. I'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye. Bye.